Today we're going to talk about some Fed and Fit behind the scenes updates and also some good, better, best food and beverage options that you can find at sporting events. Good morning, everybody. I hope you guys had an awesome weekend and you're getting ready for another great week. So to start off on today's show, I want to once again apologize for sound quality. If you hear some background noise, it's because there is some background noise. (laughs) I am in the car commuting right now and it just seemed like a really great time to go ahead and record this show. Um, The thoughts for today's show are fresh at the top of my mind. Plus, I am, as you guys know, very richly scheduled at the moment. So it's nice when I'm able to multitask. Um, So thank you for sticking with me. And to fill you in, if you are unaware of what's going on over in this fed and fit world, um, I am, let's see, we are coming into middle of March. And in the middle of July, my first book will be coming out. It is part cookbook, part complete overview of really my personal philosophy on food and fitness. Um, So I will have a sample of my 28-day food and fitness program in the book, The Fed and Fit Project, if you're familiar with it. Um, That that thing that I offered online, that thing, that program that I offered online uh, starting last fall, and we have since taken it down offline while I was writing the book and also rebuilding the online format. So there's a whole bunch of stuff in the works. And if you guys are seeing less of me on social media, um, if I'm not as available as much, I promise I'm still working for you. It's just kind of the behind the scenes stage of my business right now. I feel like Oz behind the curtain, pulling all kinds of pulleys and triggers and getting things set up for a really great show. Um, and that will all really, really kick off this summer. So in the meantime, um, although I'm not posting weekly recipes on my blog right now, I'll be able to pick those up as soon as I'm over this next big hump of the book, um, the work. Um, But I am still committed to these podcasts on a weekly basis, so I'm at least able to touch in, provide some new content, say hello, um, and just serve as a reminder that I'm still here for you guys. So if you ever do want to hear more from me, please come find me on social media, of course on Instagram, but I recently really started to get into one of those new social media platforms, new to me at least, uh, called Snapchat. And if you are not already familiar with Snapchat, I highly recommend you look into it. It, I, to be completely honest, my youngest sister, Samantha, who's joined me on the podcast before for that Fed and Fit College Student miniseries, um, she is, Samantha is five years my junior, and Um, You know, she's kind of my anchor as far as what the young hip kids are up to. And she's been trying to convince me to get onto Snapchat for years now. And I have resisted because I thought, I don't know, I kind of had some preconceived notions about that platform. Um, So I I decided, no, I'm I'm good with my Instagram and what from what little I understand about Facebook. Um, But I finally jumped in with both feet. And you guys, it is such a fun platform. If you follow me on there, you know how much I'm enjoying it because I post all the time. Um, So Snapchat is, you would have to look me up by my username at Fed and Fit 
just like I am across all the other platforms. And really what I post there, it's completely unedited, really just glimpses into what I'm up to. So if you want to know what the heck am I up to, you can see that. It's, there's a lot of Gus, my big great Pyrenees. Um, there's some fun family times. There is a lot of work. So during the day while I'm finishing writing um, pieces for this book and editing, I'm spending a lot of time on a standing treadmill. Uh, desk that I have access to so you get to see that my check-ins and all kinds of fun stuff so anyways if you want to see more from me or hear more from me that is a really great way to do it until I'm able to get back to creating recipes for the blog okay so now that we got all that order of business out of the way let's jump into today's topic so you know while I'm writing this book to be completely honest with you guys um, I'm I'm throwing everything I've got at this book, everything. I am not right, and I promise this this plays into today's topic, kind of. Um, <laughs> I'm putting everything, all of my ideas, all of my best thoughts, best programs, best explanations, I'm putting it into this book. I want it to be a really dense resource that has true staying power. You know, although I don't think that this will be my last book, I want it to be one that for years and years and years, I'm able to say, if you want to get started on a healthy food and fitness plan, or you want a resource to recommend to your grandmother or whatever it is, your aunt, your little brother, um, for years and years and years, I want to be able to reference this book. This is not a flash in the pan. I want this to be a cornerstone of the Fed and Fit business and community. So you guys will be able to use it for a long time coming. So because of that, because I'm putting all of my thoughts and energy into this book, coming up with really amazing topics for the podcast has been difficult because I'm spending all of those thoughts on putting it into um, this writing activity. So that's a good thing. Um, and it also makes this podcast uh, a little bit challenging sometimes. So I was asking my family, I said, what do you guys think I should talk about on the show? And just like I asked them, I'm open to your ideas, so feel free to send them in if you've got some ideas. Um, But they suggested, since we're coming up on March Madness, right? And if you're familiar with March Madness, or if you're not, um, it is essentially when college basketball gets into, uh, it's college basketball playoffs, I guess, for lack of better words. Um, And it is March Madness because these guys are playing game after game after game and it is just very exciting and things change very quickly Um, but there's a lot of basketball going on and as you guys know I'm a fighting Texas Aggie class of 2008 and so I'm rooting for my team and hopefully by the time this podcast comes out we're still in the running Um, but there are a lot of games going on basketball professional basketball of course is always active Um, and just springtime sports I guess are out there And so the topic idea that they brought up was talking about um, how to be healthy at a sporting event. Okay, now this is a little bit different. Um, This fall, I think I'll come back and do a part two where I talk about tailgating. Um, You know, I'm from Texas, as many of you know, and we love our football, especially Aggie football in this little household. And so I can come back with all kinds of other thoughts about tailgating, how to be healthy. fed and fit at a tailgate slash at a stadium type sport like that. But um, for today, we can talk about sporting events for the springtime. So what the heck 
how do you navigate those waters, you know? So let's just paint a picture. Let's say you are going to a basketball game and you get there and it is, let's say it's a midday game. I don't even know if those actually happen. Bear with me with these examples. Some of the details are a little fuzzy because I tend to watch these games from home, but I do go to a lot of sporting events. It's a really fun way for my husband and I to get out um, and do something that we both enjoy. So what is, what's the game plan there? You know, are you going to eat at the stadium? Are you going to eat before? What are you going to drink? Um, let's say you hadn't planned on eating at the stadium. Otherwise you would have brought snacks, but all of a sudden you're famished. You know, what are the best options? What are some things that you can go to that are going to be a little bit better than necessarily a, a big warm pretzel and a beer? So, okay, so let's break this up into two parts. Let's talk first about hydration, and then let's talk about food. So drinks, and then something to actually chew on. You know, what are some good, better, best options? Now, starting off with food, the best op, or excuse me, starting off with water, beverages. What is the best beverage option? What is the best game plan to go in if you're really like, you know, sometimes you can go to these sporting events and you're gonna view it as a day to just kick back and relax and indulge a little bit more than you would have at other times during the week. That's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, now, if you are like me and you go to some events a lot, you get to the point where you don't want to indulge every single time because then all of a sudden those exceptions become the rule because you are there all the time. So you want to go in and you want to make your healthy lifestyle fit with this really fun activity that you're doing with your friends and family. So the best, what I go to when I really want to be on my game and feel really great before and after and the next day after an event like that um, is I'll employ some of these tricks. So the best option for beverages, if you are able to get away with it, I recommend that you bring your own bottle. So a refillable bottle, your favorite one, you probably will have to go into the stadium without anything in the bottle to start off with, they probably won't let you bring in just a beverage because um, they may not know exactly what's in it or, or who knows. Um, but bring an empty bottle and then find a water fountain and fill it up. Okay, especially if you've if there's healthy water wherever you're at. Um, that's probably the best option. The better option, so good, better, best, right? We're working in reverse order. So the better option, so second down, is to buy water when you get there and then throughout the duration of the time that you are there. So when I go to a sporting event, before I even plant my hiney in a chair or in the stadium and settle in to enjoy the sporting sports, <laughs> before I even get settled in, I will make a stop at a concession stand if I didn't already bring my bottle and I will buy myself the biggest bottle of water I can find. And they're usually really expensive, sometimes five to seven dollars, you know, on the extremes, but it is always worth it. And that is kind of like my lifeline. I'm not gonna be able to, you know, maybe if the game starts picking up and I'm not gonna wanna get up and go and, you know, have to, have to leave the action to go get some water, that's really helpful because I've already got it there. It helps me stay hydrated, which is, pretty much my number one um, priority, you know, when I'm out. Hydration really is the biggest game changer for me. So I've got that ready for me and I will go back and I will get more water if I'm there for longer and I finish my bottle. Um, so just make that a priority, you know, buying water while you're out can be really expensive. 
but go in expecting to spend budget $20 just in case you need water. Um, and it can add, of course, to the total cost of that event and that activity. But at the end of the day, you're probably going to feel a lot better and feel like you got more from it. So that is the better option. And then the good option is if you're looking for something other than water, what is out there that we can order? Now, some stadiums don't serve alcohol. Others do. I'm going to tell you kind of some, if I, if I am going to get a cocktail while I'm at a stadium, what are some of the cocktails that I will order? So I will usually stay away from beer because beer, um, a lot of it contains wheat gluten and that just really doesn't make me feel good. In addition to being alcohol, um, I also start to suffer the effects of exposure to gluten. And I don't know if we've actually done a podcast episode on the effects of gluten on the body. I might have to put that up in the queue. Um, But I'll typically stay away from that. Again, I'm not telling you guys that you have to stay away from it. you can make your own decisions, but that's typically one that I will stay away from. And and instead, I will opt for like a red wine or a white wine. Sometimes they'll have sparkling wines. Um, Those are all good options. A hard cider would be an alternative to beer. Usually they're a little sweet, sometimes too sweet for me. But if you're looking for a beer-like drink, that could be a good one. And then lastly, if you happen to find a bar that has liquor at it, some of the best stadium-type drinks that I've just jerry-rigged. Some of them are Bloody Marys, you know, just ask for some tomato juice and some Tabasco and some vodka and you're good to go. So that's a pretty relatively benign cocktail. Another one of my favorites is um, a Paloma is what I ask for. So I'll ask for a silver tequila on the rocks with some fresh grapefruit juice, which most bars actually do have stocked. Um, Fresh grapefruit juice, a squeeze of lime and sometimes a splash of club soda to make it a little bit fizzy. It's a not sweet drink, but it's very refreshing and very delicious if you're looking for a little cocktail, kind of like a brunch type cocktail. Um, and then lastly, I will do kind of my make my own margarita. And this is one of my favorites because, you know, typically if you're, if you're at a bar that is either in a stadium or just not a, not a, I guess a standalone bar in a you know in a city somewhere they probably don't have fresh squeezed lime juice and nothing grosses me out more than that you know neon green uh sour lime sour mix that some bars will use to make margaritas out of so what i will ask for if i do want a margarita is some silver tequila on the rocks in a salted little glass And then I will look at the bartender, and especially if there's a line, I will say, and then can you just give me six lime wedges, and I will squeeze them in myself. So I'm able to make my own fresh margarita from that, and the bartender wins because they, I have just asked them to not have to squeeze them for me. So um, it's always a, it's always a funny exchange, but those are some good alternatives if you're looking for a cocktail at a stadium. Okay, now let's talk about food. Good, better, best options as far as food goes. So um, let's do reverse order this time. Let's talk about the good first. So a good option at a stadium would be, let's say you are, um, you're there and you want to partake in some of the stadium foods. You know, you don't want to go totally paleo. You want to partake in some, but you also don't want to feel crummy for two or three days afterwards. So what are some things that you can order that would help you out with that? 
Um, one of the things that I will typically go to if I'm looking to indulge, um, but not throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, is uh, something you can easily find are sometimes nachos, depending on where you're at. You know that nuclear nacho cheese isn't necessarily ideal, um, but that would probably be better than a hot dog or a pretzel. Okay, so those corn chips. Um, load it up with some jalapenos, load it up with some meat if you can, skip the cheese if you really, um, if you don't need it, and that could be a really great option. Um, another option could be, let's see, what are some other stadium foods? You know, a lot of stadiums right now are having uh, other restaurants come in, so they'll have burger places and they will have um, like Chick-fil-A I've seen in several stadiums lately. And so you can usually get pretty creative with some of those foods. So like at a Chick-fil-A, if I'm looking to indulge a little bit, but once again, I don't want to feel crummy for days, I will order a grilled chicken sandwich minus the bread. So I will tell them, save your bread. I don't, I won't eat it and I don't want to throw it away. So please save it. And then I'll also order a small French fry and the potatoes and the chicken meat. Um, it's a great meal for me. I get some carbs and some protein and, uh, and I feel just fine. So that's another really good option. Um, okay, let's talk about the better options. You know, what are the sort of paleo friendly food options that you could probably find at a stadium? Um, so that grilled chicken breast from Chick-fil-A could be one of these better options. I would probably avoid the french fries if I were you because the oils that they're cooked in are not ideal but um, you know again if you're looking to indulge that would be just fine um, grilled chicken maybe a salad if you can find any bar that has or any food stand that sells any kinds of greens you know mix and match if you can find a hamburger patty at one food stand and you ask for it without the buns and you can find a, a bed of greens at another one go ahead and buy the bed of greens and buy the naked burger and make your own burger salad. You know, that could be a really good option. I would use mustard for dressing if you can't find anything else. Um, you can ask questions. I know that Texas A&M University, Kyle Field, they now have a gluten-free friendly menu, which is really cool. Um, for example, I know that they have a gluten-free hot dog that you can buy. And so sometimes, even though hot dogs aren't the best meat, Sometimes I want to have a little stadium food um, and still feel good. So I will grab a hot dog, a naked hot dog, and I'll dip it in mustard. Maybe I'll get some relish to go with it. So that's always a delicious option. Um, now you can also, if you're looking for a snack, a lot of stadiums serve um, nuts, you know, like hot roasted nuts. So you could get peanuts, you could get almonds, you can get cashews. Those are a great option, you guys. Um, if you're looking for a snack that's not going to totally throw you off, if you don't want to go into the nachos, you don't necessarily want to get the candy popcorn, that could be a really good one. Um, so that kind of covers the span. Different stadiums, of course, are going to have different foods. Try to put your creative hat on, your thinking outside the box hat on. You know, look at the menu, see if they've got some proteins that you can clean up by either omitting the bread. Um, they probably don't make things from scratch in the stadium, so you're probably not going to have to, you probably won't be able to ask them for chicken fingers without the breading. That might not be an option, but look on the menu, see if you find a grilled or very simply prepared protein, and then see if you can get creative in how you order it or just toss the bread if they've already got it all packaged up. So those are the better options. Now the 
best option for eating in a stadium, this is probably going to come as no surprise, but it is to bring your own food. It's either bring your own food or plan your meals around the sporting event. Now, this is something that I do. We go to a lot of Aggie football games, you guys. Like when they are playing in College Station during the fall, we're pretty much at every single game. And when I go to every single game, I do not want to have a gluten-free hot dog every single weekend. That's just this just doesn't work out for me and my body. Um, it's it's a once in a in a every once in a while kind of nice treat, um, but not something that I want to have four times a month. So what I will do is I will plan my meals around the sporting event. I will make sure that let's say if it's a 11 a.m. game. I will have the, I will wake up really early, have a nice big breakfast, and then I will, I will eat a nice big lunch before I go. Even though I might not be hungry for lunch right away, I'm going to get that in my belly so it holds me through the game. And then afterwards, I plan a nice healthy dinner. So those are really good options. Um, of course, change around your meals depending on when the game is at, but plan your meals around it. You could also start bringing your own snacks in. Now, I understand some stadiums won't allow you to just bring in oodles of your own food. You may not be able to bring in a cooler, you know, may not be able to bring in a can of sardines, but whatever you're able to sneak in, I encourage you to do it. Um, stretch, bend those rules a little bit, you know, in the interest of health, heck yes. So what are some things that I will typically bring in? Some of them could be plantain chips in a little plastic bag. I will bring in um, a protein bar. So RX bars are probably my favorite paleo-friendly protein bars. You should look them up if you can. And those are also something you can just keep in your pocket. You know, guys don't typically carry purses into sporting events like that, little bags. Um, so you can easily slip a protein bar in your pocket. Um, beef jerky, beef sticks, look up Steve's Paleo Goods if you're looking for a really good kind of um, healthier beef jerky or beef stick alternative. Um, plantain chips, those are great, like I said. Dried fruits are also a good one. Fruit roll-ups, like all, ones that are all natural, made from all natural juices. Read the label on those guys and make sure all you see is fruit on the label. So those are some of my go-tos. I hope you guys found this helpful. I do recommend that if you go to a sporting event, you guys enjoy it. Don't worry too much about the fine print. Um, if you need to let your hair down, you let your hair down and know that one meal or one indulgence at a basketball game, if you're at March Madness or whatever it is, is not going to totally derail all of your efforts. So you just go have a great time, be with your family, and know that there are healthy options that you can use to meet halfway. So, okay, you guys, I hope you have an awesome week. Thanks again for sticking with me while I'm getting all these things together. And I just, I really, I cannot wait to show you what I've been working on. I'm so excited about it. Um, and I'm pouring every little bit and piece of me that I've got into these projects. So thanks again for joining me. We'll be back again next week.